Hello and welcome to another episode of Bored and Annoyed Reviews and this week we are talking about the latest Twilight Saga film from 2503 or wherever it takes place, uh, Alita, Battle Angel. Nani. By the way, I'm home with the movies. And I'm Jackson. And uh, yeah, a uh, big surprise this weekend was Alita. Yes. What a surprise it was. It was. It was great. Yeah. I really liked it a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm actually kind of upset that more people didn't see this because this is easily the best anime adaptation ever. Like well, from the West, at least. I so, Okay, so I'm have holding out hope on this one because everything I'm reading on like forums, Facebook, whatever, yeah. everybody seems to like this. Yeah. I mean, you'll have your, you know once in a blue moon you'll see somebody oh look at her eyes it's so stupid oh. yeah yeah but in general it seems to be being well received yeah that doesn't surprise me having seen it because yeah. it is something to behold just from an action you know special effects standpoint it's it's fantastic but i also thought that there was a pretty good like story and the themes were pretty good right so, yeah story's good themes are good uh it does tickle i think there's there's going to be a lot of young boys 13 to 35 who, <laughs> who absolutely love this because yeah. i mean it it tickles that fancy of like post-apocalyptic world badass girl great fight scenes gore but it can go further with a pg-13 because they're cyborg so it's cyborg blood you know it does everything that a young guy who likes sci-fi and action it's, wants it's pretty brutal some of the fight scenes oh, are they're like they're very awesome. well done yeah i was very very impressed um yeah so i mean the plot yeah. I guess. Yeah, you want to do um, the plot? Yeah, so basically it's like 25 something, like I said. Yeah. Like 400 or 500 years in the future. And um, there's this doctor who like, uh, he he fixes like half cyborg Christoph people. Waltz. Yeah, Christoph Waltz. So he like is a doctor, but he's really like a mechanic repairman guy because yeah. he kind of does the machine parts that are on people. Which I know is stupid. And it, what I, it's not it's not stupid on its face. But, it works. But I, I, I kind of love it. Yeah, like it it's great. so much better than he's like just a regular doctor. Yeah. You know? But yeah, so in this world, there's uh they he he's like in a junkyard looking for parts or whatever, and he finds this cyborg girl. And this uh junkyard is actually below a floating city. Uh, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Let's not well, I'm I just mean, gonna, it is, but well, I mean that's part of the setting. There's right, a floating fine. city sure. above the, the sure, trash sure, sure. city. Okay, I'm just trying to, you know, Trying to it's keep got the a little bit of like it, it's got that little bit of like metropolis thing it going does. on. Yeah, it's got the floating city in the clouds type yes. deal. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a bunch of world building in this. Yes, uh, but basically, main plot is he brings the cyborg girl back to life. There's more to her than meets the eye as far as her past and him too. Yep. yep. Um, and Which was yeah. a nice surprise. Yeah, he was like my favorite character, I think. Oh, see, I actually liked Alita well, the most. Well, outside of Alita. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, but as far as like a performance, I thought he was great. I did too. Um, he was definitely even, perhaps even more than Alita, the emotional guts of the movie, I would say. Because there was the, the hmm. thing that you're supposed to feel about in this. I feel like the thing with him is what I felt the most right. attached to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like his story and Jennifer Connelly, that whole dynamic, I yeah. thought that was interesting. But um, yeah, I mean, 
basically there's the everybody on this planet loves this motorball game. Yep. And Which I don't even know if that's actually in the anime. I, I would assume it has to be. I, I it hope has so. To be. But I've heard comments online like they added some things. It has to be. In I it. would hope so because I mean, it's, it's the like the six of the, the movie. Crux. It is. Yeah. It is. But um. But yeah, it's it uh, sets up for you know sweet action and whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get too far into it. Right. Um. But yeah, I thought it was really good. Well, I would give it an A minus. I'm just gonna go ahead and throw that out there. Oh, eh, ooh, that's tough. That's tough. I'm not sure if I'm gonna give it an A minus. It's definitely at the very least a B. It might even be a B plus. I don't know if I can go to A minus. Okay. Okay. Because there are on. a couple. Th- but I do no, want to no, say. I'm going to state some problems, but I need to grade this on a curve because if I'm talking about how much fun I had watching a mm, movie. Right. This is about. I, I do not see this not being in my top 10 at the end of the year. Oh, shit. I mean, it's just my kind of movie, and it's really well done. The action. Because these movies are hard. Usually something like this comes out, and it's a pile of shit. Yeah. Right? And some of those piles of shit, I even enjoy those just because I like this type of movie. I mean, I'm going to go right with you and say that the world is awesome. I love the look of everything. The characters are all pretty good, with one exception. And the action is flat out amazing. Yeah, the action is so, I mean, incredible. Like, so there's stuff in there like I can see why you're giving it an A minus. I'm just saying like some of the story stuff that doesn't work and that one character in particular that doesn't work does drag it down a little bit more for me. Sure. It drags it to a minus. In my opinion. <laughs> and for me, it, it, just, it drags it from an A plus to an A minus. Okay. Uh, I will throw out and I know I'm pissed at you. I was giving you some shit, but this is. The best IMAX movie since Avatar, as far as seeing I it on an IMAX. Said, it's the best it's one. It's the best one since Avengers, too. Okay, okay. But the more I think about it, like Avengers was like filmed in IMAX, um, but it was just a Marvel movie in IMAX. This one, you can tell that motherfucker, especially with the 3D, like mm. the dude, I don't understand it because it's like the 3D was pretty good. It's like. That in that IMAX 3D format, it's like they they used for the motorball scenes. It's all like IMAX 3D fucking fills the whole screen or whatever. That son of a bitch, if he knows how to do one thing, mm-hmm. he seems to understand that. And he loves his uh, his characters that don't have quite human eyes. Yes. But yeah, 44, 44 minutes of the movie are filmed in IMAX. Um and yeah, it was like bonerific. I was pretty impressed. And See, some of the scenes they decided to use it for, I wasn't expecting. Mm. Like there's a scene where she's just like underwater walking into this ship. Yeah. That and was like an that's awesome. one that they use it for. Um, this has such good imagery too. You oh, just talk about that scene. Great. You can just picture it in your mind. Yeah. God, I do. I, uh, yeah. I, I loved this. Yeah. I really loved this. And is it. Is it objectively the best movie? No. No, no. Um, My biggest problem with this and this genre in general is the exposition dumps. The whole first 20 to 30 minutes are kind of like a, you know, Alita conveniently has no memory. Mm -hmm. So all the characters are just telling her about how everything works in the town and whatever and what the, the, you know, floating city is. Right. And that's, it just got a little first, bit. That's the first like 20 minutes, which is funny because you actually said before we started recording that that was a, a little bit of a problem. I for was you. worried. Yes. And for me, I was walking in and I was like, I can't believe I'm liking this right off of the bat because she is so incredibly likable and I loved the look of the world. I was like, this is already better than I thought it was going to be, even with an exposition dump. So yeah, I actually, I, I didn't, it didn't bother me as much because they have the she has amnesia thing. 
Right, um, but that's just I mean it's kind of it's it's kind of it's a little weak. Like we we all get it's a little weak, you know. But at the same time, I've seen way worse with exposition. To dogs. its credit, though, it's getting it all out of the way right away. Yeah, and once you get into the meat of the movie, yeah. like the pacing's great in the yeah. movie. I, I thought I would say they're. Okay, one, we should say right off the bat, neither of us have seen this as an anime or read the manga. So we're just judging it purely as a film. Right, which is how, which is good. Yeah, which is how you should. You're getting like an objective, you know. Right, yeah. I mean. So, so yeah, I I don't know. I I hope people who liked it, the manga, like the movie. I I, I hope so. They're going with what you're saying about getting into the story and the pacing and all that. You can tell that this is a condensed version of a much larger thing. Sure. It doesn't feel too crammed, though. It feels a little crammed. Some things aren't given enough time. I would say the romance isn't, but also that's a problem with it. That had the most cliche writing. Yes. And that had that's the actor that's the worst is the love interest. He's the the worst thing about the the actual story is there as a way to get to the action scenes. Yes. That's what it's there for. Yep. It's not the most deep. Like it doesn't take a fucking genius to no. figure out what's happening. It's no. like, it's like, like I opened it with the twilight joke. It really feels like the romance in it is the plot of a fucking twilight movie. It feels like it. You've got like the young adult, kind of but at least character at least there isn't like a werewolf shirtless guy running around to be like choose a boyfriend you know that's true but there is like a you know buff cyborg guy with a little tickler on his chin and he's running around all worried about his face and then you've got the really melodramatic like backstory of the dad which i actually liked that kind of reminds me of some stuff like you know i like saying and then spliced in with that is like horrifically violent yes <laughs> cyborg scenes and to me it worked like the tone worked yes i thought yeah so i i i do have to say i i don't know if i've harped on this enough but alita is so incredibly likable yes like I, you watch that trailer and you're like okay there's no way she's she's a fully cgi character it's how are we going to do this her eyes don't even look realistic. And I, as an anime fan, was even watching and saying, like, I eh, remember you saying, I just don't like that. I, I just, I'm not sure if I'm going to like this. And in the context of the movie, it works great. She was great. And it was like one of those protagonists. It's the best one I've seen in a while, as far as a protagonist is concerned, because when she was involved in a fight or something, I was like on the edge of yes. my seat, like, go whoop their asses, yes. Alita. Yes. You know, yep. like she's doing the motorball thing. I'm like, go, Alita. You know, like if nobody else is in the theater, I probably would have stood up and cheered. And, you there's, know? and there's there's a little bit of a, a thing about like in these anime sort of adaptations, you got characters that can be virtually, I don't know. Uh, lifeless, like Scarlett no, well, Johansson. No, no. I, I, Ghost uh, in the Shell. Like virtually unkillable, you know? Okay. And and she she kind of is that, and that's a little bit of a gripe, but at the same time, I just don't care because yeah, the action matter. was so awesome. It didn't matter. I mean, um, it, it, and they still did, even with that, they still managed to have stakes in all the fights, which was impressive. No, I felt like, yeah, I felt like the fight scenes were all fucking phenomenal. Like yeah. everyone, like from the beginning of the movie, when 
you know, she's following another character, trying to figure out what he's up to. Yeah. To Ooh, there's God, like a, a bar one. scene. Yeah. That was uh, good one. There's the motorball fucking shit was there's a, unbelievable. There's a sewer fight. Then yes. There, then there's the whole like standard like uh, mech fight. Thing. Yeah. Oh, God. It was. Yeah. It, it was, was like it was the best shit. I've ever seen this kind of shit look, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, spoilers. Yes, we need to get into spoilers because there are a couple things that I love that I want to get into. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to start by saying what I liked. Okay. Uh, I really, really like the whole dichotomy between Christoph Waltz mm-hmm. and Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. And the idea that like he was kind of responsible for his daughter being killed. Yeah. He gives Alita his daughter's body. That Basically. was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. And it's kind of a little weird, but he gives her her name too. Alita yes. was her daughter's name. And um, he holds himself responsible. It kind of breaks up his marriage with Jennifer Connelly. And well, she's kind it's, of. It's kind of funny, too, because he says that she wasn't able to move on, which was an interesting well, thing. Well, I think that was the point. It's like, like neither, neither of them, of them were. Yeah, but, right. But they did both didn't move on in different ways. Correct. But yeah, Jennifer Connelly now. Uh, there's one part in particular basically saying like, you can keep trying to replace her or yeah. whatever. Like it's not, you know, it's not going to work now. Did they show enough of Jennifer Connelly? Because she has an arc in the movie. She right. ends up like, but did they show enough to convince you? Like, was there enough building towards her changing by the end would be the only, mm. that's the only like hole I can kind of poke through that whole storyline, mm. which I mean, yeah. I Jennifer, Con- Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly as a character, I kind of liked her, but she was also just kind of she was kind of just there. She almost is there to service uh, Ido's character, Dr. Ido. Yep, sure. Um, yeah. Well, and then there's uh, there's Mahershala Ali, who I thought was a weak villain. He was. Yes. Uh, Nero or what? what what's his, that, yeah, the guy. Nico. Yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> There's know. there's an Emperor Palpatine like presence character who's kind which, of pulling the strings. Which he as a character is virtually a non-character. Right. But the story behind him and the way that the movie handles him as like sort of like this force is right. actually pretty cool. Yeah, but you you still you you're and you still need an antagonist yeah. for your first movie. Right. And that really wasn't a good one here. Right. I would say the best two antagonists were the I'm full of myself robot guy who was the bad guy in the first Deadpool. Yeah. And the big like Gears of War yeah. looking motherfucker with Jackie Hurl Haley as his voice. Yeah. I was sitting there like Rorschach is a robot. <laughs> but uh, I thought they were the two best like, con- you know, you actually gave a sh- well, you didn't give a shit about them and they're still pretty two dimensional, but, but they were fucking cool, but they were they were cool yeah. and they were fun to watch. Yes. Yeah. Especially I thought the, the Deadpool guy, I forget the actor's name, but yeah. I thought he was kind of great. He was just full of himself with his worried about wasn't his face. He, and wasn't he one of the guys who was originally on Game of Thrones? He was. Yeah, he was. Uh, oh, God. Daenerys is Daenerys like, is like lover guy on yeah. the side. And oh, what was his name? I'm never going to remember his name. But yes. OK. And they yeah. changed the actor. Yeah, they did. And I still liked the first guy more. Absolutely. If I'm honest. And he's better looking, too. <laughs> but. <laughs> um okay so one thing and this is going to be such a specific thing but one okay. thing that i love is the fight scene where she gets her whole body cut up yes and all that's left is her arm and a little bit of her torso and her head and she still and she looks still, ass. and she's still oh it's pretty good one of the coolest like that's like that's anime 
encapsulated like 90s like anime. the little like, move she did where she like stands up on one, one finger, finger or whatever yeah, yeah. it was pretty perfect good. awesome yeah i love that i love the fucking like getting jacked up for her to be in the motorball yes competition with like she's at the starting line yeah. and the dad or whatever is telling like, her who's yeah, they're all they're trying all to kill them. you yeah and she just she's fucking like, crushes it oh, and it's man. funny because i feel like such a nerdy kid even talking about this movie yep. but that's what this one brings out of you yeah oh yeah it brings, I would out say. Your inner, it brings out your inner 13 year old um let's see what i'm trying to think of things because i don't want to just gush on this okay the to, love interest is terrible yeah he's he's flat out just he's just terrible you think the actor was terrible i think he was I mean, he was given bad material. Don't get me wrong. And I have a coworker who's actually seen the anime and he was like, he was not like a romantic lover boy. He was the, he was the romantic interest in the anime. Right. But they're but going he, for that. Like, but yes. Yeah. And that's where the American, the Americanization of this is right. probably, it, it hurt it is you don't want him to be lover boy. You want him to, he'd be so much cooler as like, you know, kind of not interested, like kind of interested, but not interested. You well, know? it sucks because I like the idea that like what he does for money is basically rip the parts off yeah. of people like Alita. And that was good. Yeah, that was that was really good. Yeah. And I, I like that. I liked concept. what it did too. like between that and and uh, Dr. Ito, both of them sort of lying to her and keeping things from her kind yes. of created like trust issues with her, which makes her feel more alone as a character which i kind of liked right i would agree i uh, mean but the but the point is the backbone of this movie is the character of alita and the action and it's all fucking great there's yep. nothing in it that makes you like not care about what's happening i right. was invested in every action scene in this how did you like those uh random flashbacks to like 300 years ago they're all right that's see that's the part where i feel like it's a little bit it's not fleshed out enough for me it's, it's um that's where, where i say you can tell it was based on a bigger thing yeah because i'm sitting there i'm like okay i really don't know what the conflict was really about like i understand okay bad guys in their ivory tower right but where do the robots exactly come right, from who right. created them right. um I feel yeah like there's that's some what stuff like that that's a little bit like okay well hopefully we'll get into some of that in the next installment please right. dear I've, god right i hope that that's i mean i think that's the intent is like we wanted to create this sense of mystery for the sequel like who is nero what was right. the past about she gets a little bit of like she finds out like the what she is but she doesn't find out the why right you know? yeah and neither do you which is i think it's kind a little of, weird i think it's kind of fine because there was enough of like like there was enough teasing at the end for like a really cool sequel, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We didn't, we didn't even get to go see what the city looked like. Right. That's what's great. I was thinking that, too. I'm like, I'm glad they didn't bust their nut on that city. Yeah. Uh, but OK, well, here's a question, though. Yeah. They have these spaceships and badass guns and they're like the most badass fucking fighters right. ever. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck are they running up the tube to get to the city? Why it's don't they just question. fly up there? It's a great question. I have no idea. And it takes like one second for the city to like, okay, just show me the scene where something disables them from being able to do that. Right. Like, you know, maybe yeah. there's like a uh, invisible shield on the top of the city right. or whatever. They're, they're and I'm numerous. nitpicking, I know, but you're building a world and it is important to kind of right. make things 
work right you well, know i mean and then i you know this is like if we're gonna nitpick there's a little bit like yeah why is everybody in this city missing an arm or a leg true <laughs> good point like but i will say the thing that i liked is like it's not like uh like i, I recently watched the force awakens again and okay. you just notice how many humans are in that sure like versus aliens and in this i i noticed like there's a there's a random guy in the background he's not meant to be a focused character and he's missing an arm and he's got a CGI yep. thing. And it's like the amount of work that they put in. I mean, you can tell this is like a hundred seventy, two hundred million dollar. It was two hundred million. And then they got 30 mil in tax breaks, apparently. So oh, yeah, okay. it's a two hundred million dollar movie. Yeah. And you can tell it looks like one. Yes. It's a beautiful movie. It is. It looks like a three hundred million dollar yeah. movie. Yeah. I mean, it looks great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting one. It's not doing well. Sad. I mean, it, I mean, it, it got beat, first place. It beat projections. I, I forget yeah. what it got. It did get 42 or 40, 42. But that includes a Wednesday night preview yeah. and Thursday night preview. Yep. And then, yeah, I don't know. But there weren't many people at the movies generally. Yeah. Uh, it did get first place. I'm hoping it has legs, but it's got tough sledding this weekend with um, How to Train Your Dragon coming out. Oh, that's right. And this sucks because this is a movie like if I had like a, you know, I, I should tell my brother. I haven't yet, but it's like he should bring his, you know, like 12 year old fucking, you know, my nephew to this. Yes. Because this is like fucking this is crack for that age, I would yes. say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Awesome. You do realize if you do that, you're going to have an anime fan nephew. Uh, see, I'm not an anime fan, so uh, I, I like the movie. I know, but this is <laughs> this is going to be the gateway drug for him. But yeah, I, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it, really, except for, oh, one thing massive props for in this. Hmm. Not a single product placement in this. Not a single yeah. moment where it's there's a, like, a like a fucking Coca-Cola sign right. or a fucking Sony TV or a, not kind a of single ge- fucking thing. It's kind of genius, actually. It means, yeah, I mean, it, it, it sucks because that means that they didn't take the Man of Steel approach where they can just write off a bunch of the money they, you know. Right. Like the Man of Steel made a ton of money just off selling ads into the movie. Right. Uh, this doesn't have that crutch to rest on. Mm-hmm. But it's something where you're building a world. It makes it so you don't lose. You know, you're not you're not pulled out of it suddenly because somebody's eating a bag of fucking Cheetos or something like it would have been so easy. Like they stop somewhere and it's Taco Bell. Right. Or Hershey's chocolate bar. You, that you know, scene. You, you know, know, what's like, kind of good about it is like it's not. It's not the idea of Blade Runner, even though it's kind of this, you know, neo noir sort of, you know, punk city. Right. Um, it's it's not making a commentary on no. advertising or corporations, really. No, it's not trying to make this. I mean, there's there's, you know, metaphorical crap you can take out of right. the movie about the lower class and the upper class. Right. There's even a line about, you know. They took all our guns so, yeah. so that they know, you know, guns ba- are guns right. are banned. Guns are banned. There's that. So depending on how you want to view that, whatever. But my it, point it, is like, yeah, they did all that shit, but they didn't have that fucking cheesy fucking part, which takes me out of almost every goddamn movie I've see it in where right. like in Blade Runner, like he the new one. Yeah. He fucking it's a Sony movie. And of course, he walks over to like the record player or whatever. And it's a Sony. Host, and it's a Sony yeah. And it's the fucking logos in the middle of the screen. You're like, oh, 
you know, maybe the average person doesn't notice that, but maybe their brain does and they just don't know it. You, you know? know, you know what? In all honesty, the whole like the banning of the guns, I, I maybe there's a thematic reason for it. But in, in all honesty, the reason I thought it existed was to explain why people are fighting with their hands and swords rather than guns. Sure. But they made a very specific case of like the people up there don't want us to have right. the ability to overpower. Right. The, you well, know what I mean? But whatever. I, I mean, whatever. And, I, and I'm just saying like that logistically would make sense sure. because it's it's the yeah. people with the power. Right. You know, but I didn't even get like any sort of sense of message about that. Um, you know what I want to say, though, something that I really well, like was, was there. It wasn't like. Right. And I yeah. and I wouldn't even care if it was exactly. There. It yeah. doesn't matter. But I. Which is nice. Right. Like every movie doesn't need to be a fucking. Yeah. You know, preach. Yeah, preach to me. Exactly. About a thing. Um, but uh, one thing I really liked was I, I loved sort of this idea of like the whole time you're watching this movie and it's kind of like a, a post apocalyptic kind of world. Kind of kind of not. They leave the city and I you say know, it is. I, I mean, it is. But like, then you go outside the city and it's like beautiful. Yes, true. And, and you're like, OK, it's not that bad. Yeah. Why aren't they expanding I mean, the city? I, I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't know. But they, uh, they seem to live to like part of the plot, too, is that there's these factories clearly building shit for the floating city. Right. Yeah. And yeah. they're sending it up these tubes. Yeah. So like they only seem to exist to serve you know the, the big thing yeah, even yeah. their source of entertainment is like this thing that is really yeah. just a sadistic thing for the upper class right. you know ivory tower people to fucking watch yeah you know but uh, yeah continue i'm sorry but no, no no it's it's just the the cool thing about this is like you've sort of established this world and it's kind of post-apocalyptic kind of not and you're kind of like okay well i can live in this world it's not bad and then you find out at the end that it's literally like the bad version of the future because the bad guy from the past won and he's introduced at the end. And like, that's kind of a cool way to do it. It's like the world as you know, it is actually different because of this little twist that you get at the end. And I think that's, it's a small twist. It's not huge, but I love this idea of like two warriors from the past, you know, and one sure. won and one failed. Right. And one defines the world that the other one now inhabits. I find that kind of a cool idea. Well, it was fucking. I can't wait to see the sequel if they make it. I can't fucking wait. And we I didn't want even bring it right up now. We didn't even bring up Ed Norton. Yeah, Ed Norton. Ed Norton doing his best James Cameron impression. I, I looked over at my fiance, I swear to God, when they first showed him like side view with those yeah. goggles on. And I'm like, oh, my God, James Cameron, you did not put yourself in the movie. Right. Oh, my God. And then at the end, when they showed him again, I'm like, oh, Jesus, we're going to have like a shot of James Cameron. And then he took his <laughs> goggles off and I'm like, oh, it's Ed Norton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But there was there was a, a, a part of me that I was like. Is he kind of pulling like a Christopher Nolan? Like Nolan always has a character that kind of looks like Nolan in his movies. It could be. Yeah, maybe it looked like him. I'm it sorry. Did. It yeah. really did. It really did. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's now we're at the ending. Here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how'd you feel about the ending? Honestly, it, got it didn't me, bother you. It got me so pumped. See, I think there's a I, I agree. Assuming that the sequel is for sure being made. Like, I agree with that style of ending. That's fine. Right. But there is an arrogance there, in my opinion. Mm. Like, like you are hanging the people who love your movie out to dry if it does not get a sequel. You are. Yeah, yes. But the alternative, and I, I know that there are a bunch of different options that you could have done. 
but I would much rather have this ending and never get a sequel than get a movie that would be like Avatar The Last Airbender, where they cramped way too much in, and, and it's just this giant piece of dog shit. I'd much rather have a cliffhanger to I a suppose. good movie. I mean, you could just write one or two things differently. I mean, it's tough. It's like... I mean, they could have done it. Like, okay, this is going to be funny because this was a failure and it's like one of my favorite movies of the last decade. But uh-huh. like John Carter. Okay? Yeah. Let's use that as an example. Right. So at the end of John Carter, there's there's a bit of a cliffhanger, but it's one where it also works if nothing, ha- if you don't make another movie. Like the Matrix, the end of the first Matrix. It's true. Like he's yeah. flying off to fight the thing. Yep. Like we know that there's going to be a battle. But the point of the movie was contained in that story, so it really doesn't matter whether there, there's room for a sequel if they right. make one. Right. But if it ends there, it's like, great. Yeah. That's good. And and, and to sort of, I don't want to say counter, but I'm sort of saying it kind of fits into that because we do get a sort of finishing of her arc, a finishing of Ito's arc. We don't know everything, and she doesn't know everything about her past, but she does know who she was and where she came from. I mean, the conflict of the movie isn't even done though, because the the boyfriend dies. So it's like a downer plot twist. There. It's, a, it's a franchise then, that starts on you, the empire. Well, and then you literally have like your, your twist, like, Oh, Ed Norton's in the movie. Yeah. Like he's going to play the guy, the whole it's point like, of the end. The only purpose is to set up the next movie. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Okay, I'm Cause, not. Because in all honesty, when she comes out and everybody's chanting her name and it's kind of like they do like the fast forward, it only took her a month, but now she's, I'm sure. like, I'm like. Three months, Alex. Three months, whatever. Three months. A whatever. quarter of a did, year. Did you see it twice, actually? I know you I were did. talking. Okay. I, yeah, I had to see it again. In all honesty, that whole bit worked so well for me on an emotional level that I was like, I know that you can't finish this movie. That's okay. Yeah, it's because not okay. This, because this is like. This is a cool, emotionally engaging it, ending because of like the 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 heartache that she just went through, and now the drive that she has going into the next movie. If I that's like the that. end, if that's the last we see, you just you summed it up at the end right there. You you butchered your argument as far as the 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 viewpoint I'm taking. Okay, because you're saying going into the next movie. Yeah, that and, assumes right. there's a next movie. Right. That's and, my point. And if there isn't. The movie, the non-existent Battle Angel Alita uh, sequel will exist in my mind. Okay. Which is is fine with me because this was an awesome experience. I may never get another one, but I'm so happy that I got this versus what it could have been, which which is dog shit. I agree, but you could have written a movie with an ending. And you could have still had a... It had an uh, ending. You could have still had a nugget. I don't think it has a real ending. Meh. I don't know. I, I guess you I guess, killed, you I guess, killed off the villain that nobody gave a shit about because he was just like a pawn puss villain. And you knew mm. he was a pawn puss the entire fucking movie. But, but they did sort of they, they dealt with the whole like, OK, so we're dealing with uh, what's her names? Oh, God. Why am I blank? Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, we're, sure. We, we yep. dealt with like her whole like, oh, I'm going to go back up to Zalem. Yep. Oh, no, that's that's not taken care. Of. That's Correct. taken care of. The guy who lied is now paying for it. The guy who was the top dog down below. He's sure. been killed. Ido has learned about like he can't replace his daughter. And Alita has learned about who she is and where she came from. There is closure pretty much on just about every arc. 
it's just not closure on the major arc of the entire movie. The major threat of the universe, this universe, is not solved. So in that regard, you're right. But there is closure yeah, for I, little arcs. I don't agree. That's fine. <laughs> I, I mean, I, there's so much shit they set up that they don't finish in this. Yeah. There's a lot of shit with, like we were talking about, the whole backstory, the war. Um, yeah, does that shit matter to this individual story? No, probably not very much. I right. mean, the themes are there. Everybody gets it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's... A, and I've been burned by this, so mm. it pisses me off. I, um, um, yeah, so I, you know, I mean, I'm... I, I appreciate it when they know they're spending 200 million. It's a risk. I appreciate it when it's like, okay, well, it works as its own self-contained thing. I don't think this necessarily, I think if five years down the road, we don't have a sequel for this. Every time you watch this, you're going to just be thinking like, God damn, I really wish we would have gotten a sequel for this. See, but that's a psychological thing. You're letting you're letting not getting a sequel ruin a perfectly good movie for you. No, I'm saying no, I'm saying that I wouldn't think that if the movie ended with like a resolution that like works on its own. But I'm saying I think to have that, I think you have to rewrite the whole movie and you're ending no. up with a different movie. You can probably I, make a few I tweaks mean, here and there and, and fix it. Maybe I I just don't think like the way that they introduce Ed Norton yeah. You, you have to have at least another 40. Like, you could do it. And you have don't another, do that Ed Norton thing would be you, one you, of my You could have another 45 minutes of movie. I that's, just, that's how you could do it. No, I just don't think you, like, introduce the whole Ed Norton thing as, like, the carrot for to bring people to the next movie. I just, mm. all you have to do is, like, you know, kind of have the bad guy be this thing that, you know, you're not really thinking about as you're watching the movie, like Mahershala Ali is your bad guy because you're watching Alita and you know, he's not your bad guy. The whole movie. Yeah. Most, yeah. Most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know that he's not the, he's not the real threat. So you just, you, you fake it that he's the real threat through the movie and you take care of that at the end. It's funny because we've had conversations about how would you fix a movie Mm -hmm. and we've never really done it on the show, but this is my example. And, and, I still love the movie. I'm just going to be pissed if there's not another one. I agree. I mean, I, I won't be happy about it. No. But like I said, I've been burned too many times about too many movies shoving too much shit in because the source material is very dense. Yeah, that's also miserable. I yeah. agree. Yeah. And I just I I, I couldn't have I, been I happier think, with what I got. I'm not trying to shit on right. the movie. And, I'm I, just, and normally I'm kind of with you like cliffhanger endings do more often than not bother me but this was such a good time that it didn't bother me it doesn't bother me in like the marvel movies because you know damn well you're getting the next marvel movie it doesn't even bother me in like a horror franchise because you know all they have to do is make 30 million dollars and they're making a sequel to the movie it's a box office success this movie you've got a lot of fear that they're you're not going to get it yeah I, ho- I, I am I am I am 50 50. I think that this was good enough and they're stubborn enough. James Cameron's mm. a big enough stubborn asshole that he, he will make sure property. this happens. He likes the property. But yeah, too. don't get your hopes up that this is happening because it has we to did. make it made 40 million on a five day weekend. It's a 200 million dollar right. budget. It needs to make that. I think they were saying they think it needs to make over like um, about 200 million domestic for it to be a success. It needs to make, and I don't know how much there is in marketing, but general rule of thumb is it needs to make, if it's a $200 million budget movie, 
it needs to make 450 to 500 mil to break to even. break to break even right yes. so it needs to make probably three quarters of a billion dollars for somebody now, to go okay we've got enough traction here it's not a question let's the, make the next one now without china they're already projecting it will probably reach at least 300 maybe 350 without china this is where you have to Hope, hope, that hope that the China pull through. Yes. <laughs> hope that they fucking like love this as much as they love Fast and Furious. Yes. Because because this is. I hope so. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. I Like I said, I can't wait to see the next one. Yeah. And I think that here's the thing that sucks. I think this is going to gain enough traction, even if it doesn't blow it out of the water or this box office, you know, term it's on. Yeah. I think by the time a few years co- go by, yeah. this will have gotten enough traction where I believe that a sequel to this would be a massive success. That's my opinion. I, I, I tend to agree because I think this has enough of a groundswell behind it. Right. That that it it might not make its money back in its initial theatrical run, but it might make it back in ancillaries once Blu-rays come out, once it goes on TBS or whatever it goes on. It might become profitable then. Now, the other thing is 20th Century Fox, this is like their last big budget movie besides X-Men, I believe, maybe the next X-Men. Now, I don't know how that affects things. But Jesus Christ, people, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen this, go see this. Yeah, please. I really want people to fucking see this. Yeah. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the big budget sci-fi movies that aren't Star Wars or a superhero movie. Yeah. Not getting sequels. I mean, Aquaman made like a billion fucking dollars. And this is a bajillion times yes. better. Like unbelievably better. Yes. So. But yeah, yeah, please I mean, go, please go see yeah, it. Yeah, please. We're begging you. Bored and Annoyed puts their stamp of approval on this movie. What's your final Bo- grade, by the way? You kind of pushed uh, B, out. B, B plus. B plus. Okay. I'll let you, I'll let that slide. But yeah, it's great. Bored and Annoyed begs. <laughs> we do. We do. God damn it. Oh, I'm just, you know, I'd like to see like Ed Norton ham it up as this villain in the next one. Absolutely. Who knows? I don't even know his personality, really. I don't like, either. Yeah. I don't know. It's so weird that Battle Angel Alita is the best anime. Like you wouldn't I would never have believed you if you had said that 15 years ago. So I'm guessing I haven't seen it or read the manga or whatever. Right. Uh, but I'm guessing just in comparison to having watched the Ghost in the Shell anime and mm-hmm. seen that movie. That one's a little bit more highbrow. Like, yes, this one's very fairly simple. Yeah. Um, and I'd imagine that's what makes it good in a sense is because Probably. they're not trying to do all these convoluted things. They right. don't have all, you know what I mean? It's just a very simple hero story with a kick ass protagonist. So how, how do you fuck that up? Really tells you how much we loved this movie. We've been talking for almost 40 minutes. About all right. It. But uh, thank you for listening to us gush about a great movie. Yeah. Go see it, please. I do not stand by <laughs> in the presence awesome. of evil. That was awesome. <laughs> I have to see this again. I really Dude. do.